Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Tuesday. Got to continue to remind myself that it is Tuesday. Hope that for those of us who had a an extended weekend, you enjoyed it and uh, had plenty of opportunities to watch some college football over the weekend as week one is officially underway. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Rico joining you guys as usual. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's the, how was the weekend? Uh, I forgot there was football on last night until I yep. saw somebody say that Clemson is Clemsoning, and I was like, ooh, and I turned it on. It was the fourth quarter with like five minutes, and I was like, yeah, they're not coming back. So so Cade so Klubnick, the new quarterback for Clemson, 209 passing yards, a touchdown, and one interception uh, to his stat line. Clemson, and I've I've been a big <laughs> DJ Uyunglele stan. Even though you couldn't say his name right at first. Yep. Even though I couldn't say his name correct at first. He transfers to Oregon State, puts up five touchdowns against San Jose State. And you're a big and Jonathan Smith guy, I too. I love Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. So that's just a match made in heaven for you. Yep, it is. And Oregon State routes San Jose State 42-17 to on the road, mind you. Oregon State went on the road to San Jose State, which is great, as a top-20 team. I mean, I'd rather go to San Jose than play in Corvallis. Probably me too. Man, poor Tim Miles. But anyway, <laughs> Oregon State, 18th best team in the country. I, I, ex- I expect the AP poll to come out here in the next hour or so. Um, but 18th as of last weekend goes on the road Puts up 42 points against San Jose State. Do you know why they put up that many points? DJ Uyunglele. No, it was that damn pocket. <laughs> it was. The, if you watch, so just go on to YouTube. Rico and I were watching Goodness the Oregon State highlights. Gracious. And the Oregon State offensive line was giving DJ Uyunglele about three or four seconds to throw Dude, every single time. Immaculate. There was a there was one where they only rushed like four. The right tackle and the left tackle were one on one with defenders, and they're both you know the defenders are spinning and hitting yeah. their hands and doing all this, and the tackles are just like no, you're, no, you're staying here. And I'm sure and they're, they're not getting any closer to DJ. Nope. And then there was another play where they brought a blitz, a late blitz from a linebacker, and the left guard, left, left guard, tackle, left tackle. No, it was, no left it was left guard. It was the yep. left guard That's was right. was helping the center on a double team breaks off and just like shatters the linebacker's sternum. Yep. And it was just a beautiful blitz pickup and DJ, you know, lets the ball lets the ball loose and uh, scores a touchdown on that play and it was just the offensive line for Oregon State. I mean, it was against San Jose State, but either way, was gorgeous. Nonetheless, uh it was a really good weekend in college football. You have Notre Dame, who is my dark horse playoff team. 
winning 56 to 3 over Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is Tennessee State, but it's 56 to 3. Now remember, last year they lost to Marshall at home. That so there's progress in the in the process there. Obviously, you have the Colorado game that we'll talk uh, in depth about. You have 73 to 0 win for Oklahoma. Had Butch um, Jones crying on the sideline. I did see that. Poor guy. Um, let's see where else. Iowa beat Utah State by 10 points. Cade McNamara. 24. Uh, through, what was it, two, two touchdowns? I and it was so. the first time since 1991 that the first touchdown of the season for Iowa came on a passing touchdown. Yep. And it was back. It was Their first two touchdowns were passing touchdowns. That's they right. scored 24. They have to average 25 for him to keep his job. Yeah. It's just this is going to be a, a very interesting number to follow it's, throughout the it's, season. It's a blast uh, to, to think you about. Twenty four against probably the worst opponent that you're going to face all season. Yeah, uh, Brian Ferentz. We'll we'll see what the future holds for him. Um, coming up on the show, though, we we got plenty of get plenty to get to. Obviously, the Colorado discussion is big. There's a couple really fascinating storylines with Nebraska and Colorado and just the big scope of Colorado's season right now and where they're at with Dion. By the way, tomorrow at 1.30 on the show, we'll be joined by Mark Johnson. Now, who is Mark Johnson, you ask? He is the voice of Colorado Buffaloes football. So he's been along for the ride ever since it started. He was obviously there last year and for all the years that Colorado's mm-hmm. been poor. He's called many of the Nebraska-Colorado rivalry games so he's going to have some great insight on it as now we transition into the prime era and uh, or when fully have transitioned into the prime era, and now Nebraska travels to Boulder on Saturday. And look, when you hear Mark's voice, you will be hypnotized. Yeah, Mark, that Mark, is a Mark Johnson's got a, got a great play-by-play voice, and so he'll be on the show tomorrow at 1.30 uh, to break down this week's game and just kind of give an update on the on the atmosphere in Boulder and how it's shifted, I guess, since – Basically, when when Deion Sanders was hired as the coach, and then now, I mean, even even in on a larger scope, last year to now when Deion was hired to then TCU, now. and now this week after they beat TCU, just the the shift in the atmosphere and and how much everybody's bought in. I, I think a fascinating side to all this now, and, and this is where we can bring in this this discussion here and this this factoid that I that I found on on Twitter and X. Um, how much money people are paying to see this? It's a it's the most expensive ticket in college football, and, and I'm I'm fascinated from the business side of it because everybody laughed, and myself included. I, I mean, I need to be honest there, myself included. When Colorado's athletic director was like, "Hey, we don't have the money to pay Dion, but we will," mm-hmm. and everybody thought, "Well, this that's a that's a dangerous way to do business." How and, are you going to hire somebody with no money? And truly, it, it probably is a dangerous way to do business, but. Let me let me read this for you guys. And, and as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln hotline and the Starter Hammond text line. So uh, this comes from Joe Pompliano of, of Sports and Business. He says this, In 2022, you could have attended each Colorado home game for a total of $222. The get-in price for this Saturday's game against Nebraska Four hundred and seventy-six dollars. Hey, good on you people who bought your tickets early. Once again, I'll read that again. You could have attended every single home game for Colorado last year for a total of two hundred and twenty-two dollars. But for one ticket this this Saturday against Nebraska, it's four hundred and seventy-six dollars. It's doubled and then some. Yeah, Colorado has also gained a hundred and fifty thousand social media followers 
since Saturday night. Imagine, I want the the number for viewers on this game after it comes out mm-hmm. is going to be ridiculous. I think it did come out. I thought it was the TCU. Read, the TCU one came out, but I'm saying for this Nebraska Colorado yeah. game, the views are going to be ridiculous. The number is going to be astronomical, and I, I don't think we're ready for that right now. This is this is the Coach Prime effect. This is what mm-hmm. he does. Even if he, the thing is. You bring in Coach Prime because, first off, you know he's a great coach. Secondly, you know that you're going to get your money's worth with him. He's yeah. got his he's got his YouTube channel that does numbers. He'll he'll bring the swag and the flair and the and the good football to your program, which will bring in the numbers. And then afterwards, he's going to give you fantastic interviews, or yeah. you know, depending on who you are, not fantastic interviews. Um, and, and that's going to do numbers on your YouTube channels and and wherever as well. So Prime Coach Prime covers all your bases if you want to make money yeah it, i mean it was from football to social media he's got you covered so now now what, what's going to be interesting is like how much money are they able to invest in facilities that's where it gets mm-hmm. interesting right because and how much how how little did the pac-12 conference invest in Colorado mm-hmm. and in other Pac-12 schools when they could have put more into it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just – I really am, am intrigued to see when these numbers come out and the, the amount of money that they can raise. For example, for on an NIL front, Rico, I told you this earlier, Travis Hunter, who's been one of the most talked about college athletes in the last three days – he does a reaction of his own games on his stream, <laughs> on, his, on, his, you, on his stream. That's ridiculous. And I think Bleacher Report has picked him up as either an NIL client or just picked up his videos. Mm-hmm. And it has in three days, not even, basically two days because he did it on, on late Saturday night, mm-hmm. 124,000 views. Did he do it late Saturday or did he do it Sunday? Either one. In less than 72 hours, yeah. 124,000 views on YouTube. So you, you just want to talk about this reach that not only people are now starting to follow Colorado, but this might be in a week of Alabama and Texas going, mm-hmm. there's some really, really good games going on this week in college football. In that week, here's Nebraska and Colorado all the way at the top. I wonder if College Game Day regrets not going to this game. Because they're going to Alabama, They Texas. are going to Alabama, Texas. I wonder if they regret not going to this game just to have Colorado Coach Prime's first home game as mm-hmm. the Colorado Buffaloes head coach on their airwaves. Because it's on Big Noon. It's going to be on Fox, and Big Noon's going to be there. If I'm, I, if I'm ESPN, I'm sick. I mean, just to, just to think, and this is something that I want to talk to, to Mark Johnson about tomorrow once again. The voice of Colorado football will be on the, on the show tomorrow at one thirty. This is something I want to talk about. Another beat writer for for the Buffs, Brian Howell, just tweeted this out. Just as as the the AP poll, right? You know, voters are starting to release their specific uh, polls and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we're gonna get to Nebraska. Don't worry. Um, I, I don't know if any texters. Um, yeah, and and, and they get, are like, officially ranked. So here we go once again. This is Brian Howell. This is what he said, Rico, and this really puts things into perspective on how much stuff has changed mm-hmm. in less than a year for Colorado. Brian Howell says this, Roughly nine months ago, I covered a Colorado team that completed a 1-11 season by getting blown out 221-45 to in the month of November. Mm. I just submitted an AP Top 25 ballot with the buffs at number 20. What a ride it's been. Once again, in a single month, 
they scored a total of 45 points. Now, granted, against TCU's defense that only returned three players from last year Mm -hmm. and frankly had a bad showing on defense in the national championship game last year, while keeping all those things in perspective, on the Colorado side of things, think about what we just said. They got they got outscored 221 to 45 in a single month. And here they are after week one of the college football season at number 20 in a lot of the AP polls. Now, that is a big yeah, – that is a Coach Prime effect. And again, that's something that I spoke on earlier. That's just something that comes with having him as your head coach Bingo. and everything that comes Bingo. With, with him and, and bringing Travis Hunter and Shadir over with him from Jackson State. But you have to think about it this way. Like Nick just said. All those numbers, you put those numbers out there. This is a team that won one game last year. Regardless of somebody on the text line said, what if TCU is 5-7 and seven, has the worst defense or 102nd mm-hmm. ranked defense, whatever. Regardless of that, Colorado had one win last year. At one point this offseason after Dion took over, had 12 players on scholarship. Not 12 players who returned from last year's squad. Mm-hmm. 12 players on scholarship on their roster. He built this roster from scratch, and they won their first game. That's yeah. that's that's not saying I mean, that Colorado's going to be great. That's not saying that they're the 22nd best team in the country. That's just saying they won a game yeah. with a team that is almost completely new. Like I'm all, I'm all about and I am and and this is as we have conversations throughout the week here. Um I'm all about and completely on board with allowing the season to play out. But I think now that this is a, this is a conversation that we can have with facts to back it up, we have stats, we have uh, numbers from Shadir Sanders, from Travis Hunter, from Dylan Edwards. Like we have stats that we can back up what we're saying that mm-hmm. now makes it a fact rather than just a hypothetical scenario of what if ha- what happens if if Dion finds success in his first year. Granted, all we can look at right now is the first week, mm-hmm. and there are going to be a lot of hypothetical scenarios and hi- hypothetical conversations. Heck, we do that with with Nebraska all the time, yeah. and we're going to do it in the very next segment. Now, don't get it twisted. I still don't think Colorado is going to be very good this season. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not backing off of that take. I said they weren't going to be very good. I, did, I thought they were going to get blown out by TCU. I was wrong. I'll take that. But Travis Hunter and Shadir Sanders are great players. We we knew that. We all yeah. knew that. They're great players. So them showing out, the numbers they put up, kind of ridiculous. Travis Hunter being able to play at such a high level on both sides of the ball, kind of ridiculous. I still don't think Colorado's going to be very good this season. And again, I could be wrong. I'm not afraid of being wrong. I don't think they're going to be very good. They won against TCU. I'd be very surprised if they put up numbers like that against a Utah. Against, USC. Uh, uh, USC's well, defense USC's is bad. Defense, that's right. And Oregon a possibly a Stanford. They usually have a strong defense. There are te- Oregon State. Like there are teams in the Pac-12 currently that I don't think Colorado really has a chance against. But again, mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's true. I could be wrong. Coach Prime could have these guys ready for for week or for year one success. I think that he'll be much more successful in the second year when everybody has more time to gel and he can bring in again more highly touted prospects uh, into Colorado. But I'm not backing off of that take, and I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to be one of the the media members that sits here and just goes, "Yep, see, they're great now." After yeah, one great, after one win over TCU, they're great now. I'm not going to do that. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No, and, that, and that's not what we're trying to say, and that's not what, through, you know, talking about how you could go to every game for a lower price last year and now this year it's more than double that's not why we're having this conversation. I mean, that would have happened if Rule would have won. Bingo. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Scott and Stone Bridge, Bridge Creek, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, and Sarder Heyman text line. Scott and Stone Bridge Creek says, goes to show you that all you have to do is win. Imagine how big this game would be if we didn't uh, lose, basically in Scott Frost action, he means, our opener. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. Like, once again, and that's, Scott, you you set up our next segment perfectly. Because I wanted to talk to Rico and you guys, obviously. The springboard opportunity that is in front of Nebraska in just a matter of a few short days is monumental. Every national outlet out there is picking up the fact that Dion is playing Nebraska. And is picking up this idea that there's no chance that Nebraska has what it takes to beat Colorado on the road. Every single season, we discuss at the start of the year, hey, Nebraska's playing week zero or week one on a Thursday or on a Saturday, right? Week zero on a Saturday against Northwestern in Ireland. Week, week one on a Thursday against whether it's Illinois or, or now Minnesota. The opportunity that is in front of them is probably bigger than it's ever been. There is going to be so many people watching this game on Saturday. Once again, it's a nationally televised game Mm -hmm. against the biggest college football story since last offseason. And if Nebraska, when not only maybe I should say local outlets think that they don't have a chance, but sure as heck national outlets, skip, Skip Bayless, doesn't think it. Michael Irvin, no. Keyshawn Johnson, no. Stephen A., no. Shannon Sharp, no. Everybody thinks Nebraska doesn't have a chance. Not even not they, a chance. They think they're going to get steamrolled. They're going to get steamrolled. They're going to get blown out. And so when you, you talk about all this this artillery that Nebraska could have going in, and this everybody talks about the bulletin board material and whatever, and maybe you don't want to get swallowed up in it, but the springboard that it could provide Nebraska if Nebraska goes on the road. And guess what? If Nebraska wins, nobody's going to be talking about Minnesota. Nobody cares. The national story after that is, oh man, maybe we need to take a break check on what's going on. Because Nebraska was able to go in there after they peed down their leg in week one Mm -hmm. against Minnesota, regroup, and beat a team in Colorado that looked almost unstoppable on offense in week one against TCU. Now, the question is, if Nebraska wins this game against Colorado, is it, oh, Colorado's not what we thought they were and they're actually going to be bad, or is it Nebraska's good? Because you, I can I see, think, both, I think I see both of those happening at the same time where, okay, maybe Colorado's not that good, but I can also see Colorado's not that good. Nebraska's also not that good, but they just beat a worse Colorado team. Like, I could see that yeah. just the entire flip 
from, oh my gosh, this Colorado team is, is the best thing we've ever seen since sliced bread, to, ah, you know what, they're bad because they lost to Nebraska, and Nebraska still sucks. I just think the the hypothetical springboard that it would give Nebraska, and frankly this fan base, because once again, as Scott and Stonebridge Creek pointed out on the, on the Sarder Heyman text line, all you have to do is win. It doesn't matter how pretty it is. Nebraska doesn't need Jeff Sims to go out and, ru- and throw for 500 yards like Shadir Sanders, Sanders did last mm-hmm. Saturday. Incredible, incredible performance from a generic and just general college football fan. You cannot look at that game and say there weren't four incredible performances, all of them by Colorado players in that game. Travis Hunter, Dylan Edwards, Shadir Sanders, and then the other guy, uh, who had who had eleven catches for one hundred and seventeen yards and a touchdown? I mean, they had four receivers yes. go over a hundred yards. You you can't like as a as a true and honest college football fan, you can't look at that that game and say, oh, they didn't have good enough performances, incredible performances. The, I mean, the most important like okay, Sanders threw for five hundred yards, right? The most impressive thing to me is Travis Hunter's conditioning. Not even the fact that he's making plays left and right on offense. His conditioning, that he's able to go in there on offense, go in there on defense, and play to that high of covering receivers and then running routes against these corners Mm -hmm. at such a high level for an entire 100-plus snaps. 124 snaps. 84 snaps on defense. Now you'll see other numbers. I... The, the one I've seen the most, 124. 84 snaps on the defensive side, 60 snaps on the offense. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That doesn't happen in college football. I'm not saying he's a Heisman winner right now, but what he did, if he continues that up the entire season, which I don't think is possible because that's just a ridiculous amount of snaps and ridiculous conditioning on his on his part. But, I mean, who does that? Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, with the speed like, he has, this is this is not to play the compare and contrast game and go, oh man, I wish Nebraska had that guy. Okay, the the compare and contrast there is Tommy Hill's a guy that plays two sides. There's other guys across mm-hmm. the entire country that plays both sides of the ball, but not to that level, and not to that magnitude and quantity. A hundred and twenty four snaps, and. 84 of those on defense, 60 on offense. Mm-hmm. And yet, he still did it to be one of the best players in on the field all 124 snaps. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. It truly is. It really is. So let's talk about that. The hypothetical... why, everybody's so, why is everybody so mad about us talking about Colorado? It's a good, it's a good story. People are mad. I know. People are upset that, that we're talking about Colorado. First off, it's Colorado week. Nebraska plays Colorado. We were going to talk about a, a team that they were playing. If they were playing Minnesota, we talked about Minnesota a lot. It was just harder because they hadn't played a game and they mm-hmm. had a new team. Colorado has a new team, but they've played a game. And what we were able to see was very impressive. I understand TCU only had three starters on their yeah. defensive side. Both teams' defenses were very lackluster, and that's a reason why Colorado's offense was amazing. They only had 55 rushing yards, though, so that's something to take into account. I guess there, there's your negative for everybody. There's your, there's your Colorado hate week. They only had 55 rushing yards. Wasn't a very good job on the ground from them. Yeah. But they had 500 passing yards, and a player played both sides of the ball, had a touchdown and two interceptions. Okay, l- let's be honest here, Rico. Okay, now this this is this might make the text line explode, so bear with me. Go ahead. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Hammond text line. There's a lot of emotions, I think, in this conversation for, for a multitude of reasons. One is that 
it's Deion Sanders, right? And 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 yes, we do play them in four days. Mm-hmm. And, and Waterboy, you're one of our dudes, man. And, and you're you're one of the you're you're mad at us saying Colorado hate week, and we can't stop talking about them because once again, from a fact based standpoint. They had a really impressive game on offense on Saturday. If Nebraska was playing can, Oklahoma, we'd be doing the same thing because they looked really good. And that's what I'm getting at. If Nebraska would have come out and had a quarterback that throw for X amount of yards and had an incredible athlete on the perimeter in, in a – I don't want to compare once again to Travis Hunter, but is able to have a guy that goes out and, and catches you know 11, 11 balls for 150 yards and two touchdowns, we're talking about him. We are talking about him. We are talking and breaking down Colorado because they are the next opponent. And I promise you, there's Nebraska angles to all of this. And I think that there's a there's a reason why potentially Nebraska fans are so fired up about Colorado is because Deion Sanders was able to do what your last two coaches necessarily haven't been able to do. And that's win right away. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's, it's one game. It's Again, one game out of Matt Rule. They could lose every game after this. And you know what? That first game's still impressive. But that's what I'm getting at. Is I think that's why emotions are so high and it's okay because there's so much passion and there's so much love for Nebraska football. But let's be honest and let's be real. And we're getting texts about let's analyze Colorado and let's analyze what Deion Sanders has been able to do. <laughs> He was able to go out and get 70-plus transfer portal guys and then put together a competent football team on Saturday. And guess what? That has nothing to do with what TCU was returning, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was everything to do with Colorado. And so that is why I think emotions are so high and we get so hurt and annoyed when we bring up Colorado. I do too. I don't like talking about Colorado. I would love to talk about how Nebraska last Thursday did everything right and they just didn't they just won the game. But that's not what it was. You that's know what? not what it was, but instead here we are and as a football fan as a sports talk radio host, we're talking about how Colorado controlled what they needed to do and they won a game. That's the honest truth. It pains me. <laughs> it pains me and I think it pains Rico. To talk about Colorado so much in a, such a positive light, I guess. I wanted to talk about how, and this is not to, to, I don't care. I wanted to talk about how annoying it was that Coach Prime was going after all the reporters for not believing in him. That's not their job to write puff pieces on Colorado. Their job is to write mm-hmm. what they believe about Colorado, and they didn't believe that Colorado was going to be very good. If you did believe Colorado was going to be very good, good on you. I don't, I, whatever. You can have your beliefs, you can have your opinions, and that's what they were writing about. All right. Some of them went a little too hard at Colorado and Coach Prime, but that's neither here nor there. You don't have to when you're writing about a team, you don't have to be a massive fan of them and say how Bingo. all they're do- all they do is all of these right things. You could talk about the negatives. That's a part of it. You're supposed to cover the team by talking about the positives and the negatives, not just, "Oh my gosh, this team is great. Mm-hmm. Look at them. They're amazing. They can do no wrong." That's not how this works. So I get it. Coach Prime was upset with some of the reporters and what they wrote about Colorado, but that was their opinions. Guess what? Their opinions probably changed, and if they didn't, whatever. Doesn't matter, because guess what? You go out there, you win the game, you play football, it doesn't matter what anybody says about you. And to talk about Nebraska, it's hard to talk about Nebraska right now, because guess what they did against Minnesota? What they've done the last four years. Play a decent football game and still find a way to lose. 
it's the, you want us to talk about Nebraska? They did the same thing they've been doing, just with different oh. people, just with different faces and different players on the field. I think, unfortunately, um, and and this is not just like a Colorado discussion. This is a, a conversation regarding all. It, it would be the same for anybody in the country, right? It would be the same for anybody in the country, whether. I don't know, Iowa State did it, or whether Kansas did it, or whether Oklahoma State was in the same situation as Colorado. I think Husker fans are so beaten down, and I I don't blame them for it. And I don't blame them feeling this way, because here we are, it's unfortunate that this is where it's at. But I think Nebraska fans, and I'll, I'll put myself in front of this. I watched that Colorado TCU game going on Saturday, and I go... Okay, so it is it is possible to put together a competent football team in game one of a head coach. <laughs> in one of the biggest, if not the biggest, roster overhauls and reconstructions in college football history. It's possible. And so I found myself going, and probably a little frustrated, why the hell not in Lincoln? If it can happen in Boulder, why not in Lincoln? And so I totally get it that it pisses people off more because it's Colorado and that because it's Dion and you might not like like it sh- his 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 personality or the way he operates or the way he talks to the media I get that but the fact of the matter is was that Colorado controlled the controllables and did everything that Nebraska fans have wanted Nebraska to do in their first game of a new head coach mm-hmm. they did it and that has nothing to do with the opponent That has nothing to do with Minnesota. That has nothing to do with TCU. The fact of the matter is, is that last Thursday, Nebraska was not able to control what they can control. The fact of the matter is, also, Colorado was able to. And one team won and one team lost. One team's 1-0, one team's 0-1. They play each other this weekend, and Nebraska surely has an opportunity. They surely have a chance. And we're going to discuss that on what it could mean for Nebraska what it could mean for the Huskers and for this city and for this fan base when we come next. 402-464-5685. Oh, we're getting into the nitty-gritty parts. Uh, Notorious B.I.B. I just want to have to, I have to talk about this. Go ahead. Notorious B.I.B. says Cubs talk would be a little more interesting, though, Nick. I just want to let everybody know that the Cubs are 10 games over five hundred right now. They have 74 wins, and they are firmly in the second wild card spot. That's our baseball corner. The Yankees are on a roll. They're one game under 500. 402-464-5685. The Honda of Lincoln Hotline. The Sarder Heyman Text Line. We're going to continue to dive deep on this. We'd love to take your phone calls. Love to take your texts. We got a plenty. Of, we got plenty of them. We'll uh, we'll roll on here as we uh, continue the happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.